I'm on Mechagodzilla right now. He looks like crap. In the movies, he didn't look very good either. Not the, the newest one. The new one, man. no, definitely not. So you both have had a chance to check out the effect of masses, right? Oh, yes. Somewhat? And I get it. It's not about mass effect, the Scientological phenomenon. It's about how you affect the masses. The Scientological? Science... Scientological? It's a electromagnetism. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the fundamental forces of the Unicaverse. So what do you guys think about it so far? Force, I'll let you go, because you're probably further than I am. I mean, yes and no, because all I've done is... Pressure! No, all I've done is meander on fucking planets and use the Mako to fuck up yep. Thresher Moss. Yep, and that, that's what everybody does. That, that's what you, That's what everybody does. That's what you should do. I killed the first, because I, uh, I did the whole thing on the Citadel, mm-hmm. and I did it all in one setting. It took me about two hours. And then I was proud of myself, because I scanned all the Keepers the first fucking try. I didn't miss one and have to run around everywhere and try to find out the keeper I fucking missed. I fucking found them all straight fucking through. Now, see, I I did the same thing. I got them all immediately, but there was one I was missing. I'm like, where the fuck is this thing? I have been everywhere. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just come back for it later. And as you go to get to the Normandy, it's right up there. Yeah. That's the one I fucking missed. That's the one you missed because you hadn't been there yet. No. Because the only thing you see there is a cutscene mm-hmm. when you first land. You don't see anything. So, and that was the thing. I did every possible mission I could while I was on the Citadel. And I instantly started having PTSD. <laughs> yeah, remembering no running around, uh-huh. running back here, talk to the Elcor. You need a license to preach your religion here. Blah, blah. Uh-uh, I'm going full renegade mode. You get the fuck off this Presidium now, Hanhar. That, see, I wasn't sure if I should go Renegade, but I always go Paragon. It doesn't matter what I do unless I choose a Renegade. Okay, my favorite Renegade part of the entire trilogy is in Part 2 when you go into Club Omega and that one guy looks at you on the side and he's like, what are you looking at? So you choose Renegade, mm-hmm. and you and your whole crew pull out guns, and Shepard's like, a dead man. And he's like, oh, I don't want no, I got no problem. <laughs> Act tough to Shepard. Act tough to Shepard. You will die. My favorite's punching the fucking reporter in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm and then doing it again. <laughs> I'm tired of your disingenuous your assertions. assertions. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, how do they package this? Is this Mass Effect and you just play through the trilogy one piece at a time? Or do they have it broke up into you can select which game you're playing? So you do select the game you're playing. Uh, there are some shared assets, though. Like, from what I'm told, the character creator is pretty much shared through all three games. In the, in the original one, uh, part three was different from one and two. So when you imported your original face from part one and two in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it came out. It, I remember mine came out as corrupted. Really, it it, it could not import it. That's funny. so I had to make a new face. It's because you gave your character a giant nose. As I, I I don't mean to do those things. That's my big problem in a lot of games is from the character creation screen to in-game engine. Mm-hmm. They do not match. That's with a lot of character. Cre- the only game that doesn't do that is like Skyrim. 
because it's in game. You're seeing your character right. in engine. Well, I, I normally play with mods, so even even when I pretty up my character and I'm like, all right, I got the eyes right, looking mm-hmm. good, and then I go into game, they look and they're a fucking mongoloid. <laughs> they're they're tr- like, oh my god, I didn't know your eyebrows extended so they're, far. They're a troglodyte. <laughs> so the other part that Cro-Magnon. is it it is remastered or digitally enhanced or yeah the first one's touched up a lot i'm from what i'm told the first one they created entirely new assets for a lot of it instead of just upraising it okay so new new character models new all kinds of shit i knew something was looking pretty decent because the loading screen is a mass effect relay oh it looks and it was a lot more crisp but it was still (sighs) was there a bunch of grain on it not grain, no. it's aliasing, is what that's called. Okay, where it's, uh, you can still see a little bit of jaggedness on the edges. Right, I, I, you can see you can see the uh, like the computer model, the model it's built from. It's so, mm-hmm. what do they call that? Aliasing. Okay, I didn't know that. So now I know. Someone, if this was a video, I'd have them do the do 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 arrow. The more and, you know. Yeah, the more you know across my head. With the Reading book. rainbow. So that was my question: was is do they can the original one? was so cool and so I don't know. It it looked amazing for the 360. For the time it was absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. But the grain on it was just like go back and watch Battlestar Galactica right now, the <laughs> right. Uh, the remade series. You right. can turn off the film grain. Okay. That is the first thing I did before I even got in the game cuz I hated it. I I don't even know if mine's on. I don't remember it. Uh it, it's automatically on, I think, so you Okay, I'll go through it. it. The one thing that did bother me and it I wasn't sure, long story short, I bought the game. I went ahead and downloaded it. I waited a couple days because I was like, well, it's new. That means there'll eventually be mods for it. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll just wait to buy it on PC, and then I'll start modding it on that. But I was sitting there, and I was bored, and it was on the main main screen, and it was fucking mocking me, going, you won't buy me, bitch. (laughs) So I bought it. So you download it, and it said downloading, it was uh, 22 gigs, right? Really? Yeah. Until you get in there, mm-hmm. then you have there's a menu and it shows part one, part two, and part three, and you have to click on those two and download them. And they're like thirty five and thirty eight gigs. Gotcha. That's what you had to do. See, I I got mine in disk form, and right. it said I it said I had to delete fifty gigs worth of stuff. I had to have fifty gigs cleared. Oh yeah, I had to get rid of Gears Five because oh. it was seventy five gigs. I got rid of some. I got rid of Mortal Kombat Eleven. That broke my heart, but. <clears throat> Uh, when I downloaded it, I only downloaded 20, 28 gigs. I don't know if it's using RAM to play the rest or what, but... You're probably going to have to bring it over here, hook up to my internet, and download parts 2 and 3. I might. I haven't even tried to activate exactly. it Exactly, because that sounds about right, because that's the same file size mine was, about the same. Well, the, the one difference is uh, the disk version comes with two disks, the play disk and the data disk. So you install the data disk first. Okay. Okay. Final well, Fantasy VII did the same thing. The remake for Final Fantasy VII. It's a big ass game too. Yep. Okay. Well, that might explain a few things. We don't make games. We don't know. So first thing I got to do is I got to purchase a game, and then I got to download the installed data. Once that installed, then I have to free up space, and then I have to go into the I have to go into the kernel of my Xbox, and then I. <laughs> I have to melt a hot just, eraser just in there. so I can save the universe from the Reapers. What was that, John Tron? Uh, was it Birdemic? 
and he's reviewing it, and he's like, "God, this guy's like talking to Commander Shepard." And then he, <laughs> and then he overlays the the menu, and he's like, "What can you tell me about the Reapers?" <laughs> I lost my shit. That's so good. I've, I've been watching, uh, oh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they compare one of the guys, Big Head, to uh, the Mass Effect Three ending, talking about how he's okay. not needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it. I love it. So. No, I'm looking forward to getting into Mass Effect 2, but the thing is, I I love some of the stylistic choices of Mass Effect 1. Like, right. I love the character design for Shepard, not necessarily that many other people, but I love how your guns are always on you. Right. They're always in, like, symmetrical, uniform fashion. Don't know why it appeals to my OCD, but everything else about the game I'm not a fan of. I don't really like the combat. I only use the sniper rifle because anything else is inferior. <laughs> um, An elitist over here. <laughs> I found myself using the sniper rifle quite a bit. I, I normally play through as a vanguard because I love some of the powers you get, but I found myself... I went back and remade my character again as a soldier because I wanted to use the sniper rifle more, but I didn't have enough oomph to me so i said fuck it and i went through i'm as i'm an infiltrator now and i'm very happy with it okay i haven't played infiltrator in a long me neither. fucking time sniper engineer i always i always pick fucking spacer war hero and soldier i don't know why it's like every time i look through the other any other description nothing seems to work for me i just can't do it i can't I, bring myself i always pick soul survivor and uh earthborn this time i picked earthborn and ruthless because i wanted to go full renegade yeah yeah, and that's funny about our personalities because I'm always, even in the game, I don't want to fucking offend people. No, I, I used to be the same way. I I couldn't do Renegade to save my life, but oh, nowadays shit. I just don't care. And in fact, I want to make people in Mass Effect suffer because they're all assholes, dude. Everybody's uh, an asshole. Okay, uh, fucking Ashley is a goddamn fucking xenophobe. She's bad, and when you call her out on it, she's like, "I'm not one of those uh, uh, extremists." Like, dude, it was, I had forgotten about, but that's what was so good about the game is the game, that game, it wasn't necessarily groundbreaking, but it was like, look, you're leading, uh, basically a ragtag army or at least a ragtag squad. And Mm -hmm. they all have different viewpoints. And sometimes people under your command are going to be bigots and you have to find a way to work with them because you have to accomplish the mission. And a lot of your team are bigots. Like, uh, Navigator Presley's a bigot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ashley is. He's like, oh, I got all these aliens on, on the Normandy. So, okay, real quick. Every time I think of Mass Effect 1, I always think of the, the original demo for it. And <clears throat> the, there's a part where they're they're on a planet. I don't remember what it is, but you're talking to Garrus. This is pre-release. And Garrus is like, well, I think we should t- uh, attack the base from on top of those hills. And you're like, it. you pick the Renegade. It's not your call, Garrus! <laughs> Sometimes Shepard just overreacts to things. <laughs> We discussed this before because part two was exceptionally bad about. Okay, so it's polarizing uh, the, the the choices you get. Yes, so it, uh, in part one you have how can I put it? Nine times out of ten, if you pick up in your decision, it's usually Paragon, and bottom in your decision wheel is usually Renegade. Mm-hmm. But in part two, it's randomized, and in the the option won't match in part in Mass Effect 2 the option will be how can I put it you think you're buying a pink car but you didn't get pink you got rocket red on fire you know what I mean so the question will be like do you think the Reapers are real and up will say well I'm not really sure 
right? So you select it, and he's like, "How the hell should I know?" Exactly. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 Shepard, hold on, dude. <laughs> whoa, no, no." But that's supposed to be Paragon. That's uh-huh. a Paragon choice, and that yeah, and, and then you'll pick the one where he's like. What do you think I am, a rocket scientist? And then you you pick it, and he's like, I'm not entirely sure. My mind's not made up yet. And you're like, hold on a minute. And I got Renegade for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be Renegade. It'll be the Paragon. So uh, Mass Effect 1 does that a little bit, but it, it's it's a lot more uniform about it. I it's just love, easier. In Mass Effect 1, it's so much more intense to me what his choices are because it's like, my family's starving, and yeah, we did some bad stuff in the past, but we need help. Your Paragon choice is, okay, let me help you. I'll give you all my money, and uh, here. <laughs> Would you like a complimentary massage? And you stay at the Holiday Inn. And your fucking Renegade choice is, I'll kill you and your whole fucking family because you don't belong in this universe. And then I'll burn the corpses. <laughs> and then I'll jettison the ashes into space, into the sun. Heard, you ever heard of Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru? <laughs> you nope, mean, uh, there's a reason for that. Aunt Soon Dead and Uncle Gonna Bite It. <laughs> what were the names again? <laughs> They've been clipped. I... I love Shepard so much. I'm playing Femship for the first time ever. Really? Okay. Well, I used to love playing as big masculine uh, dudes for power fantasies. It's Jennifer Hale was the voice, yes. But uh, lately I've been... Lately, for like the last ten years, I've been really into playing as chicks in any game I can. And this is one of the better uh, versions of that, because I I used to get mad when people said Jennifer Hale's portrayal of Shepard was better than the dudes, because I only ever played the dudes. Right. Jennifer Hale fucking nails it. She's pretty good. She's she's an amazing voice actress, for she sure. She is. I think she's better than Nolan North, but everybody else fucking The name of the episode should be All Hail Jennifer, Jennifer Hale. Hale. From, but but not not from Hailstorm, not not the band. Is her name Jennifer? I don't, I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. That, uh, that chick's got some vocals. No, it's it's not Jennifer. I can't remember currently. But anyway. I think it's Jessica Hale. No. Sorry. Just throwing it out there. But I think uh, Hailstorm's second album is pretty badass. I think her cover of Straight Through the Heart is one of the best uh, Dio covers out there. I don't think I... Is it on the first album? No. It's got to be on a separate album. No. Dio had a cover album called This Is Your Life after he died. Had Metallica, Judas Priest. Oh, and then they... Okay. Okay. And she covered Straight Through the Heart. And she... Awesome. Fucking man, that girl's awesome. got vocals. Yeah, she can play too. So anyway, what you guys are saying is Mass Effect is good. Yeah, we got sidetracked. <laughs> but like I was saying, I got uh, I got PTSD. Better than Bon Jovi anyway. From just the running, and there's no sprint. The, okay, if you hold A, there's a short sprint, and it will glitch because it'll run like he's holding a weapon. I haven't had that happen yet. That happens to me constantly. I have one, one clip I saved. Because I was, uh, the one guy meets you outside, and he says, my wife died on Eden Prime, and can you get the body? So I go talk to the guy, and I get her body released, and then Shepard starts running sideways. Even though I'm running back behind him towards the door, no matter which way I turn, Shepard doesn't turn. But as soon as the door opened, he corrected. And I I just, it recorded it because I thought it was kind of funny. I have not had that happen yet. I have had weird glitches. I've had people, uh, you can see through hair in some spots. Okay. Like uh, the the chick who works for C-Sec. And yeah. And trying to get her out of there, Jenny. You can see through her hair and see her bald head <laughs> with a little bit of transparent hair over it. I've had glitches where I've tried to run out of the airlock of the Normandy and just started free-falling until the door <laughs> opened and then I stopped. <laughs> oh, so, man. I, I mean, I, you'd, you'd figure they would have patched some of those glitches. And maybe they did, but damn. I mean, you. I mean, we. We're all gamers here. We know that you cannot have a perfectly 
you know, an unflawed system. There will always be a bug. There's always a glitch. <clears throat> as long as it doesn't continue. It's not like, as long as the bug isn't every single time you go to the airlock and you fall through the floor, mm-hmm. then it's it's minor in I, my mind. As long as it's not Fallout 76. What I, oh, real quick, what I did like is it seems that with the new leveling system, you can level up a bit faster because instead of 1 through 60, it's 1 through 30. What they did add, which I am super happy about, is in your uh, in your squad selection and when you put in your uh, perk points, they've added options for the Paragon and Renegade. So you no longer have to play through the game four fucking times uh-huh. to max out your Paragon. That was, to me, that's impressive. <laughs> so far, like I said, I've only made it through the Citadel. But well, it doesn't get much better because I've done every Renegade option I can, and I haven't gone to Novaria or Pharos yet, but I'm still just barely above the base mark of Renegade. Right. Well, I'm, I'm more discussing in the perk points. I put... Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm at the second to last one there. Okay. I'm at level 25, I think. But, I mean, my point was it's <laughs> only opened my Paragon option one time. You know how you have the special blue or red yep. Paragon or Renegade dialogue option? Normally in the in the old series, you would have to play through the game at least two times before those were high enough. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I guess you can buy those perks, or you can give those perk points to your dialogue options, which gives you a higher chance of... Because co- I can't wait to tell Saren to fucking shoot himself. That's my favorite part. It, it, that's one of the best ways to end a game. Of, of, that, the of that fight. Because he's like... You you know you're in the middle of fire. He's shooting mm-hmm. at you, and you're shooting. And then you just stand up, and you're like, you know what you have to do. And he's like, thank you, Shepard. <laughs> I love that part. Hashtag spoilers. I love it. Why? Well, just the mm-hmm. fact that even this villain, he has a small sense of I don't want to say humanity, dignity. But di- I'd say his because he used to be a good guy. He was mm-hmm. a specter. He was one of the best. He was kind of an asshole, but he wasn't evil. Now he's full evil, and you're able to appeal to that one final time. Which I enjoyed. I, I'm getting tired of dialogue. I'm getting tired of hitting X to skip through it and hitting goodbye. And I'm not even done talking to him. He's like, all right, I'm leaving now. He's like, so, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's why you have to wait. You have to get, like, two seconds into their speech, then hit it, then get two seconds in, then hit it. Like, you're skipping it, but not fast enough to matter. Right. So I, I understand completely where yeah. you're coming from. But that also explains, well, it speaks to the factor of where we were in gaming at that point. Because at right, the time, yeah. it was like, holy shit, this is like a big cinematic feel. This is amazing. And now we're at a point like, mm. okay, let's get past the dialogue. Let's play the game. Right. And, you know, at the time, Mass Effect, I mean, it was great for making you feel immersed in this world. Somebody coming in new to it, this might be, you know, this might actually appeal to them. Because right. this is a giant coher- coherative, coherent Cohesive. Cohesive. Thank you. I don't know what's wrong with me. I cannot talk today. It's all good. Giant cohesive world. And the fact that you can actually go up and have a narrative with people that aren't even necessarily important to your mission. Random bartenders. You yeah. talk to them. They, they call you commander, and you're like, commander? And then he tells you his life story. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know? You know who I am? Well, I grew up on Study Alpha <laughs> 5. And- <laughs> Christmas past a thousand years ago in the future. <laughs> to to that credit, though, you've got a world that they've created in that first Mass Effect that is unrivaled by most games. It's amazing. Even Skyrim to the mm-hmm. extent. 
like you don't have the interaction or conflict that you do that you would in Mass Effect. And that that's hard for, I don't know, hard to recreate in another game. Well, like you, you talk to the ambassador, and then if you go right next door... Uh, it's the Elcor ambassador and what are the little guys? Volus. The Volus, and they have to share. Co- they have to share mm-hmm. an ambassador's office. Yeah, because they're not part of. The, they're not one of the main races. Right, yet. right. And then you walk up, and the first thing you do is like, "What do you want, Earth Clan?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I don't even know this dude, and he's already like, "What do you want, bitch? You're bothering me." You know, and, yeah. and then, then you, yeah, our culture wouldn't interest you. So then you know you want to know more about. You're like, mm-hmm. "Well, tell me about your culture." You know, I'm Commander Shepard. What can you tell me about the Reapers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm Commander Shepard. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> so, but yes, they created a universe so in depth. They've created histories, they rivalries. Uh, I mean, especially with the Krogan. Like these motherfuckers, they can't stop fighting enough mm-hmm. in order to save their own species. Yeah, yeah, they're so hell-bent on being dominant and warmongering that not only has it been a detriment to their species, but people outside of their their species have said, okay, well, we've had enough. You can't breed anymore. Right. And it's not like they passed a law. No, they gave them a genetic defect. Yeah, the genophage. Yeah, the genophage. They just did it. Yeah. The other factor that works into this, too, like, you take Garrus... From the first Mass Effect game, he was, how should I put it, very in line. He was a by the book. Right. He was whatever, you know, whatever we can do. They built on a character over the trilogy. Mm-hmm. They built him out. This By the time he gets to the second one, he has a, how should I put it, he's a character. He's like kind of he, got a chip on his shoulder about how things are done. Yeah, he's taken on a persona of his own to the point where you're just like, I, I love him. I loved him in two. Yeah, uh-huh. he's amazing. Two, he was just absolutely a, a completely, fully fledged character by then. I say Garrus is the best character in the entire series. Yes, but my my feelings about that was is before he was just like, oh, it's cool. We have an alien on board. You know, mm-hmm. he's good at combat and he's somebody I may send into battle. It's fine. But when you get to the second one, you're like, I fucking love this guy. Mm-hmm. Like He's your right-hand man. Yeah, I mean, he is, like, without him, you're just like, fuck this, I'm not going into battle. Mm-hmm. And to have a that kind of a commitment to a character in a story, like, I, I've played all the Final Fantasies up to, I played all the way up to 10, and I played, I didn't play 12, but I played 13 and 13 too, and even 15. All of those games, I have an attachment to certain characters in those games. And I love Final Fantasy, but not the way I had an attachment to Garrus. He did something. He he was a fully-fledged character. He was flushed out. He was completely... You were sympathetic to his cause in Mm -hmm, a way, mm -hmm. and you understood why he was the way he was. And that's why Mass Effect will always go... Like, if they make a top 10 RPG less, if Mass Effect 2 is not in that top 10... Gotcha. That's a crying ass shame because that game mm-hmm. did more for RPGs than, you know, even the last two Final Fantasy games that they've produced. I agree, and I'll I'll say as far as characters who get development, I think Tally is one of the best as well. You are correct, yeah. Because in the first game, she's optimistic, idealistic. You know, I just want to help my people, and by part two, she's like, I have no place with my people. So she <laughs> changes her name 
to Vast Normandy. Right, right. Instead yep. of because their last name is the ship they were raised on. Exactly. Her home is no longer with the flotilla. Now it's the Normandy. Uh, okay, that just goes back to the the history and the world building. Because mm -hmm. expert world building. When she first joins your crew, you go down in the engine room. She's like, "Oh my god, this engine's amazing!" And you're uh -huh. like, "Well, it's experimental." And then you start asking her about her culture, and then it goes into a fucking information dump. <laughs> and she's talking about, oh, you know, because, oh, well, yeah, they have to go and find something valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, but Shepard's like, well, what if what they find isn't that valuable? Can the can the captain of the new ship decline it? And she goes, it happens, but it's pretty, it's pretty rare that it doesn't happen because it's more tradition now, mm -hmm. and it would look bad if he doesn't accept it. She goes, but there's also a faux pas in our culture about bringing back useless shit. Because yeah. the rest of the culture will be like, what the fuck were you doing out there? Mm -hmm. Your pilgrimage was to go, find something useful, prove that you are a benefit to the flotilla, and come back to us. Instead, you go and you brought us back fucking grass. You know? <laughs> I mean... You get my point. Yeah. Would you equate the Normandy to something from Star Trek? I'd say the Enterprise easily. Would you maybe get a, yeah, maybe more I defiant? See that. Yeah. I I kind of put all the relationships that you have with everybody on board your ship, and the relationships that they have with one another. I seen it very much a Star Trek esque. It well, it's it's trying to promote diversity. Yes. Like yeah. And While also exploiting bigotry. How so? I'm just trying to follow. No, no, no. By exploiting, I mean, like, not everybody agrees with everybody. And right. And not in the normal Star Trek way. In Star Trek, if you have a disagreement, you talk about it, and then it's over. In Mass Effect, people hold grudges. Even crew right. members can hold grudges right. against each other. Right, Well, I mean, like, when in Part 2, when you're working for Cerberus, and you come across Ashley, uh -huh. and she's like, you're working for Cerberus? She wants nothing to do with you. Even if you fucked her in the last game, she's like, um, well, you're a bad guy now, and I'm not into bad boys, so. <clears throat> Even if you porked her before, she wants nothing to do with you now. Just wait Ugh. for part three, then she'll be back all over you again. And I love how everybody has their own character flaw, and it's like one very definitive character flaw. Ashley's a bigot. Tally's naive. Garrus is too by the numbers, but also wants to escape from that. Right. Rex is Rex. Aiden has Rex. an L2 implant. Rex doesn't give shit about anything. He doesn't fucking care. He's pure renegade. Um, You know, and then, okay, there was something else I didn't, because I'm always, how can I put it? I'm a very vanilla person, I guess, to an extent. <laughs> I played through that game, I don't know how many fucking times, before someone told me that you could get with Caden Alenko. You, you, could, you, you can do gay ship. Yep. And I'm not hating on it. It was just the fact that, the game is so intuitive that it picks up on the way I talk to the characters. And if you don't hit certain dialogue options, mm -hmm. you know, then you know you you don't even know that Caden is a homosexual character. And most of the time, unless you, you pick start those. unless you start flirting with yep. him, and then you start getting dialogue options. You're like, oh my god, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I mean, well, I mean, okay, and then femship. Mm-hmm. Femship can do uh, you Liara. Can, you can hook up with Liara. You can well, Liara will hook up with either because she's a I mean. sorry. Yeah. yeah, but you can also hook up. No, you can't do Michelle, can you? No. Or Williams? You can't do Ashley, and you can't do Tali. That's right. Not so as Femship. You only really get Gay Shep as the dude, but unless you count the Asari. But the Asari aren't. They're like asexual in a way. I don't know. They're weird. 
they reproduce because they to strengthen their genetic structure. They they can take on the DNA of any other race. That's is that what it was. That's what it is. That's why everyone likes a sorry because they can mate mm-hmm. with anyone. And when they produce an offspring, when they have a child, uh, an Asari, it looks Asari, but its genetic structure is bolstered mm-hmm. with whatever race they've mated with. Now, I got to say one one more thing, one tiny bit of world building that they didn't have to put in. They're like elves. Yes. Okay. They're like elves. But one, one thing that they didn't have to put in, but I'm glad they did, is separating that uh, Turians and the Quarians are a completely different DNA structure than us. Which is why we can't bang them because one of us will get a bacterial infection. Okay. You don't remember that? No. Which you get two and two, right? Yeah. You get the two. Corian, the Tali, yeah. Yeah. You actually, she, she, she pumps herself full of antibiotics yeah. and is like, okay, well, we we can do this, but it's gonna hurt. And the next day, if you check on her, she has a fever. Yeah, and she has sniffles. You can yeah. you can hear her nasally because she's sick because mm-hmm. she exposed herself. Well. As Femshep, you can hook up with uh, Garrus. Yes. And I didn't, once again, one of those things I didn't fucking know about. I had no clue. And he also has the pump full of antibiotics. Oh. See, now, I, I only really remember this because uh, there's a planet you go to pretty early on in Mass Effect 2. Um, and there's a conversation in the background, as there are in these games. And it's it's a, <laughs> it's a Turian and a Quarian talking. And he's like... Well, you really shouldn't be with your human boyfriend. He's not good for you. You don't even have the same DNA structure. She's like, I know. I'm, I think I'm going to break up with him. He's like, you should. You should find a man who's worth your time. She's like, I think I'm going to give up on dating for a while. <laughs> <clears throat> it just goes to show that that, that dynamic is there. Okay. That Turians okay. and Quarians are compatible, but they're not compatible with anybody else. Ah, okay. That's what I mean by different DNA structure. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I get it. But they didn't have to put that in there. But the fact that they did makes it that much more in-depth. Right. It'd be, it's just... It'd be funnier if they let you flirt with Rex. <laughs> I flirt with Rex. <laughs> I flirt with him all day. I'd give him some mud for his turtle. He's dangerous. Yeah. He's a dangerous mofo. Then I'll kill you and strip you down. <laughs> Wear your face as a mask. <laughs> it is criminal not to save Rex in that game because the, the dialogue between Grunt and Rex in, in Part 2 is just... Oh Top yeah, fucking yeah, notch. yeah! I love, dude. Oh my god, I, I love saved Grant. Rex on my playthrough. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to save him, though. That's what I hate. You 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 have to have either full Renegade or full Paragon. Mm-hmm. Either one appeals to him. See, I didn't yep. know that exactly. not saving Rex was an option because I I saved him and he was in the second one. And then I was reading other people saying like, "Well, if you don't save him, this is who's yep. here." And I'm like, yep. "You could not save Rex." It's well, very easy. In fact, it, it, you're almost guaranteed not to save him. Mm-hmm. Really? Because mm-hmm. yeah, your Paragon or your Renegade has to be a certain level. And if it's not at the level, that uh, that, uh, that dialogue, dialogue option won't be there. It does not appear, and therefore your only choice is to stand against him. Yep. Fight him. And then you have to kill him. And I love that. And then when Mass Effect 2 <clears throat> came out, they were like, oh, well, if you didn't play Part 1, here's an update that'll let you pick the major plot mm-hmm. points. From part one, it was like a little little diorama, a little comic. Yeah, yeah. it was Comics. a dark horse comic. Yeah, and you got to pick: did you save Rex? Did you not? Did you? Which is bullshit because I spent hours trying to get my shit high enough to save Rex. Right, and who, who knew? Who knew? Who fucking knew? All I had to do was just play through it that time. The the biggest disappointment of all of Mass Effect for me was one of their selling points was the effect. The choices you make in this game will affect the whole story. Right. 
And then they ended up being almost next to nothing choices. And most of that I'm okay with, but the one that pisses me off is the Rachni. Right. Because right. you get the choice to exterminate an entire species of mantis creatures who are attacking people because they're being indoctrinated by a sovereign. They're being forced, right. By the way, sovereign, best fucking voice ever. Dude, it fuck it still sends chills down my fucking spine. I found out that Sovereign has the same voice actor as Joshua Graham in Fallout New Vegas and You've had it, a boner ever since. Oh my god. <laughs> well that's the thing. I was in love with Joshua Graham when I first heard him because okay. the man he is just a dark motherfucker. The first one of the first things he says to you is he's quoting the Bible talking about uh dashing their children against the stones and I'm like, All right, I like what you're saying. <laughs> motherfucker was shot in the head uh, thrown and okay ladled with pitch set on fire and thrown off the grand canyon and still fucking survived damn you don't put joshua graham down apparently not uh, unlike sovereign who goes down kind of like a bitch but that's not the point <laughs> oh man I, uh, even joker so much about joker i i kind of i miss joker but i also hate joker because i can of see Seth that Green. i can see that his, his fan base. You, you either like Seth Green or you don't like Seth. There's very few people that are in yeah. between. So anyway, yeah, so far it's good. Uh, I really like the high frame rate. That. Um, have you toggled with the settings at all? Nope. You can pick higher frame rate, and it'll be a more consistent 60 frames a second. Okay. But you'll see more graphical bugs. They they did. What was one of the things they fixed? They changed some of the aiming. In the game, in in the in the original, you had a circle that you fired into. That was your targeting reticence. Yeah, and it got bigger and bigger. Right, and they've they've changed that a bit. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a few other gameplay things they fixed, but they didn't add any fucking sprint. At least not a good one. <sighs> Running as fast as you can for ten feet and then getting exhausted is not sprinting. I can't I can't stand it. It's... I don't even do it anymore. I just walk because it's so, pointless. So my question is is do you do as much running as this as you do in Resident Evil? Nice segue. That was a great segue, <laughs> and the, the answer is there is no comparison. <laughs> I do so much running. I have just finished my seventh playthrough of Resident Evil Village as of yesterday. What's your time? My my lowest time is two hours and four minutes. You speed running motherfucker. With a knife. That's pretty impressive. I bet you trance or a trance has got you beat by an hour. <laughs> I don't know about him, but I know Bok Soup. Bok Basoup does. Bok Basoup, yeah, he's really good too. Yeah, I love him. I was watching because we. I ran into you at Walmart, and you you had Mass <laughs> Correction, Effect. Correction, you stalked me at Walmart. Right. You had Mass Effect in your cart, mm-hmm. and you're gonna buy it. And we talked about and you talked about Resident Evil and said you would speed run it. And as soon as I pull up into the driveway. You send me a link to to a trans a, a live stream he was doing, yep. and the part I was watching. Was, oh, you did click on it. I did click on it. He was speed running the part with the baby oh. downstairs, and he was trying to time his escape, and he did it. He did it. He he died like six times in a row, and then he went there, did this, triggered uh. this, and then ran right past the baby. Does he go from under the bed or out of the closet? I think it was the closet. Really? I prefer the bed, personally. No, no, no. No. He, no, no, no. He is at the door the baby comes through when it first comes oh, downstairs. Oh, he found another way to do it? Yeah, he, he he does something, and he comes up to that door, and you hear the baby, and the door opens, and he does, like, a circle, and he's right past it. 
fuck he runs me. I right. gotta see that. That's what this guy does. He, that, he that's will, what they all do. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I don't know what program he runs, but he's got like a like a save reset, and he'll it's cl- an emulator. Okay, or, is it? I don't know. Anyway, but he clicks. It, he'll he'll die, and I hear him click a couple buttons on his keyboard, mm-hmm. and it's right back to the save point he was at. And he'll just do these things repeatedly until he can get the result he wants. And man, that brings me back to Mass Effect just real quick. I was playing through it, and the PTSD was coming in because I was thinking, I don't have the fucking time to play this. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I don't have the time anymore. We have too much going on, and I'm just thinking, I don't know if I'm going to find time to beat this. I don't know. But anyway, well, that- I will say. It- I've been breezing through it. Uh, unless you're a 100% completionist, which I know you and I both are, we have to do every quest. Yeah, every I like way to do most like of it. it. Yeah. yeah, I have to get on every planet, look at every little thing. Which, apparently, they added a new boost for the Mako, so it goes a little bit faster. Okay, okay. Which is helpful, because there's a lot of planet to traverse. The Thresher Maw killed me the first time, because I got too close. Killed me the first three times. And it does that, <clears throat> that lunge bite. Sorry, I don't want to go forward. I, I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. Resident Evil. You want to go? Never mind. I was gonna make a Mark future Jesus past joke. Mark. Uh, tall, tall vampire ladies. What about her? <laughs> First boss, best boss of the game. Big tits. There's already a thick mod for her. She's wearing like a lace. Yeah, she's got lingerie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the internet. Someone already made a mod for the baby. They put Chris's head on the baby instead of. Uh, oh, <laughs> not, not the baby monster. Your baby. Right. So your baby is Chris. I get a kick out of People, that. People, what if they... <laughs> what the fuck even? Yeah, uh, Dimitrescu is her name, and I'm fairly certain that's not how it's pronounced, but, you know, She's Capcom. only at the beginning of the game, correct? The first three or four hours, yeah. Okay. And then after that, it's... After the next six or seven hours, you breeze through the rest of the game. Is she? Is she the first boss? The first technical boss. If you really want to argue... Uh, you could argue the big werewolf dude's the first boss, but you don't have to fight him. And then her three daughters are kind of sub-bosses. Okay, okay. Fun fact, her, one of her daughters, uh, who you fight in the library, is played by the same chick who played Jill in the Resident Evil 3 remake. Oh, okay. That's cool. And the dude who played Carlos in that remake plays Chris. And the dude who played Nikolai in that remake plays Heisenberg, the the real main baddie who's not, you know, Mother Miranda. Right, he's not selling meth. <clears throat> we no. we should Heisenberg. We should preface all this with spoilers. By the ways, I I wouldn't say we spoiled too much, except the baby monster. But and the final, it's no twist. Mother Miranda's the villain from the very beginning. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. We probably should, but at the same time, it's 2021. Like, if you've not played the game within the first 48 hours of it coming out. <laughs> You're you're already behind the majority of people because mm-hmm. especially right now people are still at home. Mm-hmm. Most people have nothing but time to play. And summer's getting ready to come out, and all the kiddos will be, they'll be sitting at home playing all summer long. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So back in my day, I did the same thing. So if <laughs> does this hold up as well as seven did? Do you consider this as good as seven? I say it's better in most ways, almost every way. I think it's better. The one thing is, it's not very Resident Evil. But at the same time, it's too Resident Evil. I don't know how, how they did it. It is so trope-filled and so ridden with problems, but it comes out looking better for it. It looks better because of those things. Okay. 
And it does uh, tie into the Resident Evil universe in the most lazy, basic way, basically via one note at the end of the game. You find out that Spencer, who, who invented Umbrella, got his logo because he spent years studying under Mother Miranda. Okay. So that's about the only way. That and, is the only well, way. Well, and because Chris Redfield's there. There's a section at the end of the game where you play as him. Oh. It's like horde mode because you have to fend off against hundreds, and I mean hundreds of fucking werewolves. You double your kill count for the entire game during that section. Holy shit. I'm not kidding. Is that the part where I sent you guys a video of the Barbie? Of the Barbie. Barney. I'm a Barbie girl. Have you seen the part where you're like underground in like a cavern or something like that and there's a bunch of things coming at you, but instead somebody's modded it to have Barney the dinosaur in it? Yeah. I have not seen yeah, that. Yeah, and he's just killing them left and right. Oh my God. <laughs> they're all Barneys. There was no music, though. It would have been absolutely amazing if they're like, if you hear them in unison, like, I love you. <laughs> and you're <laughs> killing them left by right. That would have been great. No. Oh, man. No, I have seen how someone already modded Demetresk to look like Tom the, Thomas the Tank engine. <laughs> of course. Train engine. <laughs> that's, that's almost mandatory now to but, have a Thomas the Train. <laughs> this one's my favorite so far. They need a Macho Man. But this one's different because they didn't just put his face on hers. They molded her face to look like his. <laughs> so it's terrifying. <laughs> they stretched and warped her face to, to match his. Well, that's well, the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Mr. X, they replaced him with a Thomas the Tank yep, Engine. They replaced yep. him with so much shit. <laughs> hey, X gonna give it to you. X gonna, X gonna give it to you. <laughs> the chick who played Jill in Resident Evil 3 Remake, she does consistent streaming of Resident Evil games. Right. And she gets the actors who played the other games in there. So the most recent playthrough I've been watching of her has her and the chick who played Claire in Resident Evil 2 Remake, they're playing through Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's cool. And the instant Mr. X showed up on Scenario B, first thing the chick who played Claire said is, X gonna give it to you. And I'm like, <laughs> she's aware of the meme. <laughs> well, she would have to be at this point. Oh, my God. All the email. She's a host for G4, I guess. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. See, <clears throat> that, man. So all you have to do is be in the business, and that's how you get She gigs. got in the business after. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. Well, so technically she's an actress. Yes. So now she's good for her. She's getting gigs, getting yeah. work. Mm-hmm. I, I do love the fact, like you said, though, the woman that played Jill. Yeah, Nicole Tompkins is her name. Okay, okay. And it just, she's playing, res so she loves the franchise. She's she's not just like. I think she loves the community more than the franchise. Okay. Because she panders to the community more than she knows how to play the games. But that's fine. I'm right. totally cool with that. Right. She even got the chick who played Jill in the remake to get on the stream. Oh, that's cool. So. Excellente. Mm-hmm. That's Any, neat. Anything else on Resident Evil you care to share? Um, Sorry. There was the... I remember it was for RE2 Remake, mm -hmm. and the speedrunners would use the knife on PC. Because of the higher frame rates, the knife could do more damage. Yeah. Is there anything like that going on in... Seven or eight. Seven? Hell no. In eight? Kinda. Uh, but you have to beat the game first. Once you beat the game, you can buy Chris's knife from the unlock menu. And the lightsaber, obviously. But you can get Chris's knife, and Chris's knife does like 12 times the fucking damage of the regular knife. With the regular knife, it'll take 13 or 14 hits to take one werewolf down on normal mode. But with Chris's knife, you can do it in two or three. I did catch one video... Where the guy was fighting uh, Lady Demetrescu or whatever, and he was using a lightsaber, 
and it took like 12 minutes. He was going up, and he was hitting her with it, and she was just like, I'll get you. She is a tank. It took me 20 minutes to okay. beat her. Okay. She, because her weak spot is her head, but you can't hit her head with any melee weapon. Right, because it's way up in the sky. Yeah. It's up in the clouds, man. So you're, you're SOL. You just have to wail on her legs. The worst one is Moreau, uh, the giant fish boss. Because apparently on Village of Shadows difficulty, it takes 5,200 knife swings to beat him. Holy shit. 5,200. I wonder who figured that out. Uh, It's easy. You just take the... Well, I mean, you have to have the program for it, but you can take his boss value, how much damage you do per swing, and just do the math. So data miners went in and looked it up. And I'm assuming you probably only do like one or two damage per hit with a oh knife. Oh my god. Unless it's Chris's knife. So... so... Yeah. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love the game. I'd give it like a 9 out of 10 because it's just so so detailed in so many ways. Right. So fucking good. Well, that's good then because I didn't play 7. I wasn't interested in 7 at all. And I don't know. The first person thing, I, it works, but it doesn't for me. I get sick of it, but I don't. It, I don't know. The first person view is not as good in 7 as it is in 8. In 8, it's almost necessary. I'm in a weird place with video games anyway. I, I try not to play Monday through Friday because I have shit to do. Yeah, I Because I know as soon as I turn it on and sit down, I'm done for the day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get anything accomplished. But come Saturday, I might go to bed at like 2 a.m. on Friday. I'm up at... 7 a.m. Saturday, and I'm playing because I'm like, I didn't get to play all week. Uh-huh. I'm, you know, and I'm falling asleep while playing what I want to play, but it is what it is. Time management as an adult sucks, and I suck at it. Well, one more thing I'd like to mention before we get off Resident Evil is that I was through my sixth playthrough when we went to Walmart, and on a whim, I looked at the PlayStation aisle and saw Mass Effect had come out the day we went to Walmart. I got lucky, so I picked it up and went home. And I plopped it in, and although I had fun playing it and making my character and all that, all I wanted to do was play more Resident Evil. (laughs) So I got through the tutorial, I remade my character four or five times, and then finally I said, fuck it, put Resident Evil back in, beat it one last time, and said, okay, now I'm done with it. Right. I did that with Ark for a while. I could not stop playing Ark. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the most boring, arbitrary shit I could possibly think of, but I, I had to get it out of my system. I wanted to base build. I wanted to tame some dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did those things, I was done with that map, and I'd move on to the next map, and I'd start all over again. I wasn't doing any... I don't know. I was escaping something, I think. Like, mentally, or I don't know what it was, but... You wanted to go outside. The, the weather sucks. Dinosaurs. Rawr. Oh, I lied. There is one more thing that I'd like to mention. You do have dinosaurs on, yeah, your, there are. <laughs> on your dinosaur tour. We just watched Jurassic World yesterday, too. <laughs> no, one last thing I'd like to mention is don't play through Village of Shadows difficulty because it's fucking worthless. They do two things. They severely increase all enemy health, and they uh, switch around a little bit of enemy placement. Okay. Like, there's archers in places there weren't before or armored werewolves. That's all. And you know what you get for beating that? You get a rocket pistol, which sounds awesome, until you realize it shoots fireworks that do next to no damage. You get beat Takeshi's face, and it just says, amazing. That's what you get for beating it. That's what someone needs to mod in that game. No, you get a fucking rocket pistol that shoots fireworks that do no damage and have no purpose. All right. God do they damn. Even, do they even work as distractions? No. No. Oh. 
And no, there's no distracting anything in that game. I ride a bike. <laughs> what did we play last weekend, Mark? Uh, I believe we played some Rainbow Six. As we always do. Of the Siege variety. They, I still need to play that. I got my first ace. Yep. He, uh, it, it's clean wipe. He killed all five of the other guys. Nice. Yep. I felt good. I was hyped as hell too. I was like, yeah. "What the hell just happened?" And and it and it was funny too because a lot of times we come across players and they're like they're really really good. Mm-hmm. Half of them are probably cheating, but they're like, you can tell that they're just they're tryhards. Yeah. So they're gonna kill the whole team by themselves, and you'll watch them run through the map like a crazy person mm-hmm. to get all these five kills. And Mark didn't do that. Mark was protecting the objective, and he was the he wasn't even trying to. He's the one they kept running into, and he kept fucking <laughs> killing them. So it wasn't like he was being a tryhard or like, uh-huh. I'm better than everyone. He was just like, he was just in the right place at the right time. And, okay, I'm, I'm hogging the discussion, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to. No, go ahead. But he was, I was dead. I died way fucking too early <laughs> in that match. <laughs> but things I love about that game, uh, especially that even though you're dead, you can still run cameras. And since we play Xbox Live, we're also in a party chat. Yeah, so you can do, like, surveillance. Right, exactly. And it's just, that's the part I like. Because Mark was in the garage, and he ran through a door, and I'm like, someone's behind you, they're coming in, they're coming in, they're, you know, and then Mark just turns around and fucking lays them out. And I'm just like, yeah! But he was already turning. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like my call out save the day. Mark Mark was like, I heard his footsteps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But to give it credit, like, you can hear something and you don't know. Like, he's coming in the door makes a difference between he's near the door. Like, he could have stopped at the door and I could have not turned around and got him. Right. Like, he could have, like, I'll play it safe and not mm-hmm. go in the door after him and shoot through the wall. But right. knowing that he's coming in the room, that's information that helps like, don't discredit what you're, what you're doing at that I gotcha. point. I got you. And, I mean, honestly, having that having that extra knowledge makes a difference in a round like that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, there there was a point where there was a guy coming in and there was a guy in the next room. I dropped him. I swung back around and I couldn't tell if he went left or right, so I started to go right and Josh goes, "No, he's to your left." And I swung back around to the left and there he was. Bam. Dead nice. motherfucker. Rock on. But yeah, I've I've never even had a I've never had an ace. I've never killed all five of the other team. I think I've had four. I got up to four one time. We've all got so fucking close. Yeah, it's just like oh man, I've gotten three before. I don't know if I've had four before this, but I know I've had three before. Like because for some reason, whenever I get my kills, like if I'm getting multiple kills in a match, it's usually bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I I'm usually right there all at once. It's never spread out like like that one was. And it just, I don't know, when you hit it, you're just like, fuck yeah, I'm done for the night. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no matter no what shit. happens, I've won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've won at Rainbow Six tonight. I'm <laughs> yeah. the best. They had this new game mode, and it was for two weeks only, and it was Apocalypse mode. And it had half the character list, so you couldn't pick anyone you wanted. There was only a certain number to pick from. Hmm. And half of them had special post-apocalyptic costumes. Okay, I gotcha. But the, the game mode was uh, it's post-apocalyptic, and there was a plant you had to protect. Okay? But the thing was, the enemy had to come in and take the plant. But as the defending team, you could move the plant wherever you wanted. 
<laughs> right? Okay. And the attackers could come through and activate alarms on each room. So if you were mobile with the plant trying to avoid capture, mm -hmm. if they set up an alarm, then they were notified that you were there was a on red move. Right. Yeah. So it was actually a really enjoyable there was also no setup time. Like normally you have you have like thirty or uh, forty five seconds or thirty, I think. And you can you can run your drone in and the defending team can put up barricades and they can uh, put up armor reinforcements. This there was none of that. It was go time. The match started, and you had to. Get, you couldn't put up a reinforcement. You didn't have them, mm -hmm. so you couldn't. Uh, the soft walls that you can blow up and shoot through, you couldn't. You couldn't reinforce them. It was just, let's go. It's do or die, and that was enjoyable because we could get into matches faster. I kind of hate that those are temporary game modes because the one I wanted to try was Golden Gun. They they need to have one that's permanent. At least longer. have a revolving like this this month you know two weeks it's Golden Gun mm -hmm. this one you know right have a revolving door that of special so events bad, yeah and that exactly. would exactly I think that that would break it you know do the invitational like I would love to see that stuff be more rotational than what it is because I mean we'll go weeks weeks and weeks and weeks and see nothing then all of a sudden ooh here's something for a week. Right, just like the candy one around Christmas or Halloween time. Yeah, the how? Yep, yep. I mean, it, I didn't care for it too much, but it was something different, and I was okay playing it. Yeah, it was it was neat. Yeah, it was enjoyable, and it was it wasn't the typical. You had respawns. It was almost like Fortnite. You died, not not Fortnite. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. You could have a respawn, and come in, and it was uh you had to kill the enemy and then pick up candy, and then return the candy to the base for points. <laughs> But if you if the enemy killed you, you dropped your candy and the candy you had. So, uh, Halo had a mode like that. They did. I'm trying to think of what it was. You collected all the skulls. It was yeah. regicide. 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 Kill the king, and whoever had the most skulls yeah. was king. Yeah. So that's what it was. But okay. and and the the special costumes were like uh, everyone was like Raggedy Ann. They had They're like yarn. Yeah, yarn. You had yarn, and that's you had terrifying. yeah. No, it. It's neat, the shit they do, but at the same time, some of it's just absolutely stupid. Your character almost looked like a crank yanker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I miss crank yankers. You call this number again, you will be fined $5,000. <laughs> that was um, a Dane Cook episode. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I miss a lot of old, old <laughs> But yeah, we, and Mass Effect has a new, uh, new season coming out. It's a... Uh, yeah, Mass Effect. Not Mass Effect. Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six. They're supposed to get a... Uh, for every new thing they do, they will release a new character. New operator, yeah. New operator, and they will rework a map. Which is... Where are... Yeah, I heard you get upset about them constantly reworking maps instead of doing something different. Just make a new fucking map. Make a new fucking map. That's all you have to do. It's not like I'm asking you to bring out one every six months. Just rework... Rework whatever one you think needs reworked, and then bring out a new map. Right. It's not rocket science. I would love the chance to do some. Put one in the fucking swamp. How cool would that be? Well, okay. What if the reason they don't make new maps is so that when they release, like the Invitational, which is a new custom map, that's to lure you in to play more because now it's a new map. Yeah, but consider this. They have the license to put Jill Valentine in the game. How fucking cool would it be to play Siege in the Spencer Mansion? Right. Or at least right. a chunk of it. Uh, it's Vig even built for it. Vigil, uh, it's leaked that he'll be getting a Batman skin. 
Yeah, I was told. Or I was yeah. What? Mm-hmm. You didn't see that? Oh, it looks good too. I don't. I don't know if it's totally confirmed. It was just a leak, so it could be bullshit. You mean to tell me I get to play Vigil from now on? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christian Bale Batman too. Yep. Except it looks like his mouth is covered. Yeah, mm. yeah, because Vigil, Vigil in his normal costume, he has a full armored face mask, and he has no cape. All you can, <laughs> right, right. I mean, I mean, the Batman suit has no cape. Um, I thought I shared it to the group chat. Hmm. You may have missed it, or maybe I didn't share it. If you did yesterday, I was working all day yesterday. No, no, no. This was like a few weeks ago. Maybe yeah, this has been a while. Months. It was just a uh, supposed leak, so we don't know how. It looked like a good uh, character model. Like seemed legit. Yeah, I mean, it seemed legit for sure. Or legit than that Laura Croft one. They had, yeah, her Tomb Raider. Uh, that's ashes. They could have done without the glasses. Yeah, I don't know. It just—it's also silly too because Ash can't dual wield, right? <laughs> you know, and whenever I whenever I think Laura Croft, I think dual wielding pistols. So it's it, but the other thing too is is that's the old Laura Croft, and what about the new Laura Croft? She wears pants and stuff now, so that, I guess that woman her. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no thoughts. No thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, damn. November eleventh is when we're getting the the GTA Five update as well. For so what are they doing with GTA Five this time? They're gonna basically make it four K sixty or maybe higher, and they're basically going to make it to the PS Five Series X standard. It's going to be the next into the well. I guess we could call it next gen. Still, I don't. I don't know current gen. I can't think of any game that's gone on this long ever. Like this is what Destiny wanted to be. World uh, of Warcraft. I was going to say, wow, WoW's been going strong. Are they still going strong? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard shit from WoW since the 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 Panda download. Oh, there's been so many since then. It's no that game does not stop. <clears throat> Okay, well, aside it's a juggernaut. Well, I'm, I'm talking good games too. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> so many people are angry now. They're absolutely infuriated. It is a good game. Well, gentlemen, anything else we want to close this off with? No. Or? We're out of here then. Where do people find us? Facebook, Gamer Discretion Advised. Twitter, GamerDA1. And they can also shoot us an email at podcast at gamerda.com where you will be able to ask us questions. And if you want, we have decals with the GamerDA logo and controller slash mic. If you would like one, we will mail you one. Just send us an address and we'll put it in the mailbox for you. Hell yeah. You can also catch us at gamerda.com. You may also just follow us, listen to us, be a part of us, be be here, be a part of us. Resistance is futile. <laughs> be here, be be part of, be in me. I want you in me. Thanks, guys. <laughs>